Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wonderful show of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Ryan Treasure, and I am joined with you today with our special co-host, network director, Miss Sandra Rogers. How are you? Hey, Ryan Treasure, how are you? I'm Wonderful fantastic. to be with you this, this yes. afternoon. You know, we uh, we did a show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked to a couple of, a couple of great folks about their <laughs> the, the nice business that they have going. Mm-hmm. So if you guys didn't get a chance to check out that show, uh, that uh, aired on the 12th of March. So make sure you go check that out. That was last week's show. So we want to make sure you guys go listen to that. And uh, of course, you can find us everywhere the podcasts are found and on voiceamerica.com on the variety channel. Uh, and then, of course, on your Apples and Googles and Spotify's and all those other fun places where uh, on demand audio nowadays called podcasts are consumed. You can check us out there. And of course, check us out on social media. I'm at Radio Ryan One. You can check out at Voice America TRN. Uh, and then, of course, the Finding Your Frequency.net website where we're publishing content there as well. I want to give a big shout out uh, to my friends over at Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan One. Make sure you tune in uh, every Friday at 3 o'clock Arizona time. Uh, We'll be doing Finding Your Frequency after parties where uh, I jump on uh, the Stereo app and we talk about uh, some of the topics and and things that were discussed in that week's show and we get to answer all of your questions. So make sure you go check me out there. uh, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan One. We have our after party there, live social conversations with a wide range of genres for every interest. You know, they have news, comedy, sports, and much more. So make sure you guys uh, join us over there, right? Those have been absolutely fun. I did a couple with uh, Tracy Motley from the Voice America crew uh, over the last couple of days. We've had some great engagement, uh, and it's been really fun. we got a great show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk about motivational speaking. We're going to talk about events. Uh, we're talking about uh, all these different things. Uh, we have a great guest on with us today, uh, Michael Whitehouse, who's a coach, a motivational speaker, event organizer, author, and podcaster. And for over two decades, he has sought ways to bring people together to create communities and solve problems. I love solving problems. I think that's what entrepreneurism is all about. He wrote a book called The Guy Who Knows a Guy, a fun and approachable book on networking. And today he's the organizer of Conference 21, which just happened last month in February, a virtual conference that connects people around the world in a unique way that captures the fun and community of a live event online. You can learn more about him at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you. Glad to be here. We appreciate you being here as well. Uh, you know, I know you're you're super busy. You, you just uh, coming off Conference 21 uh, in February, uh, and you know your proof of concept went well on that, so that's great. We'll love to hear some more about that a little bit later on in the show. But you know, want to uh, stay true to the nature of our show about finding your frequency, and you know, kind of just take it back several years. I know that. Uh, you know, you moved to Connecticut back in 2014, not knowing anyone and, you know, kind of grew from there. But, you know, uh, let, let's take it back a little bit and let's uh, maybe give us uh, your story of how you found your frequency in life and in business. And how did you end up where you are today? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, so you know, my, my story, and this is, of course, what I go through in my book, uh, is I came to Connecticut, uh, came to Groton, Connecticut in 2014, and we moved because um, my wife and I, we, we decided to, to have a baby because everything was going great. We're making the most money we've ever made. Life was good. We said, this is the time. We are all set. Well, within those nine months that the, the baby was gestating, uh, I lost my job. She quit her job and got a new job and everything was changed. And so we had to, to move um, because of her job. And so we moved into this town. So Groton, Connecticut is known as the submarine capital of the world. That's where the the submarine school is so anyone who serves on a submarine in the u.s navy yep. comes to groton connecticut go navy and hmm? i said go navy i'm a navy vet yep. so i love it oh yeah <laughs> absolutely um and it, yeah so i'm i'm a, a tom clancy geek which is about as close as i get and somehow <laughs> i had not acquired this knowledge and managed to move to groton without realizing there's a submarine base here this is how precipitously we moved <laughs> i didn't even realize that until a week later i'm like what's all the submarine stuff oh there's a submarine oh there's the submarine base how about that wow um, but I knew for whatever I was going to be doing, I was going to need a network. And so actually the night before we moved, I went to a chamber of commerce event and started making connections and um, started getting out there and meeting people and, and uh, connecting. And what happened is over, over time through all this very active, intentional networking and relationship building, uh, I got to the point where about three weeks later or three years later, sorry, <laughs> I'm not quite that good. Uh, three years later, I had someone reach out to me from uh, one of the, the town political parties and say, hey, we've got a vacancy in our representative town meeting. We'd really like you to fill it. You're actually my first choice. I'm not going to call anyone else till I got a yes or no from you. Uh, and and around that same time, the, the local Rotary Club, of which I was a member, uh, asked me to become the president. So I went from knowing absolutely nobody to a couple of years later, people saying, hey, let's call that Michael Whitehouse guy. Uh, and But you know, I've been building community for forever, really. When I came out of college, I opened a game store, uh, board games, role-playing games and such. And it was wildly successful, except for never making any money. But it was very good at bringing people together and creating community. And and that's really, I didn't even really know it was my passion, but it's I, I keep gravitating back towards that idea of creating spaces where people can connect and can really create meaningful connections, not just, you know, retail encounters, but, you know, build relationships and make good things um, and so where I am now is largely due is, you know, a lot, everything I'm doing now is my 2020 pivot is my, my COVID pivot. Uh, I, I was publishing a community magazine and that was entirely dependent on in-person networking to find, find prospects and find clients. And without in-person networking, I needed to figure something out. And I started to explore coaching more as a business. And that led me to conference 21 and what I discovered it kind of your, your truth always shines through whether you want it to when you whether you're thinking about it or not. And after Conference Twenty One ran in February, I realized I had built another community building space. Uh, I it just it was intuitively obvious to me that if you're going to have a virtual conference, it should have networking. Because if you have a physical conference, uh, if you go even if it's just a summit, you know, a few speakers, you turn you you turn your head when the guy's done talking and there's someone next to you and you talk to them. And you go outside and there's some more d'oeuvres and you talk to some people. And you grab some coffee and you talk to some people. And with these virtual events, so many of them are so fixated on the speakers as being the be-all and end-all of why you're there, they forget to create that networking, that human peer-to-peer communication. So I wanted to make sure if I was going to run an event, it was going to have that kind of networking. And we have this 
I, I stumbled upon, honestly, I, I found it, it's, I found it through a Facebook ad, believe it or not, uh, this great company called Slingshow, which has a very innovative uh, networking module as part of the virtual event that really, it, it, it almost simulates being there, you know, as you kind of mingle from group to group, you talk to someone a little bit, you wander over here, you talk to someone else. Um, but the interface is so simple. You, you, don't, you don't have to navigate, actually move around a room or anything like that. It's just, you, you see a table, which is a circle with some, some uh, headshots in it, and you click on it, you're at that table. And then you wanna go to a different table, you click on it, you're at that one. And it, it created this very simple, seamless way for people to connect and schmooze and chat. And um, one of our attendees, she came Friday night and ended up sitting down with three of the speakers. And one of them said, you know, like a good coach does, what are you here to do? What, what are you hoping to achieve? And she mentioned a challenge she was dealing with. And before Friday night was over, Friday night was just networking, no programming. Before Friday night was over, she had solved the problem she'd come to address because she got to meet the speakers and connect and really, you know, build some meaningful relationships. Um, and as we're doing this, we're, we're, I'm going beyond just the conference, which is going to be quarterly. We're having twice monthly networking events where people can continue the relationship. There's a Facebook group. There's a, um, we do a Facebook live round table with some of the speakers talking about different issues. So it really is all about um, creating that community, which as I said, you know, talking about finding my frequency, going back to graduating college in 2002, the first thing I did was, even in college, I, I ran events. I you know, was always trying to bring people together in the dorms. Um, and now I'm doing it. You know, now that we can't get together in person, I'm, I'm finding ways to do it online that really try to capture authentic connections, which sometimes we don't get in the, in the virtual space. Yeah, I can agree with that. There's, you know, definitely something to be said uh, about, you know, catching a vibe or a frequency from a person when you're when you're when you're face to face versus virtual. But, you know, I think in the midst of the, you know, pandemic and the world that we're living in right now, not having really a choice but to do virtual. Mm -hmm. I thought I've actually been uh, I've, I've been extremely excited about how quickly technology has been able to pivot to provide tools for, you know, uh, for us to be able to still, you know, stay connected in some way, shape or form, because I feel that, you know, human beings at our very core, uh, that's what we want to do, right? We want to connect with other people. We want to be with other people. Um, you know, there's, there, there's, I mean, a few people who are introverts who would rather just sit at home and be by themselves and that's fine. But I think the majority of us, we want to get out there. We want to meet people. We want to see what other people are doing we want to see who's moving see who's shaking and you know see if there's ways that we can all work together because you know through collaboration i think that equals uh revenue <laughs> no, well, and the biggest thing right now is mass adoption like all this technology isn't new uh you know zoom's existed for years facetime's existed for years all this is there it's just now people are actually getting on there at scale that you can run a virtual conference and people aren't afraid of it and i, I think that um given, like you said, Ryan, the time that we're in and the distance that we have now have, you know, you know, it's between us, that human connection isn't there. So you do want to be in that. It's still energy, though. Even in these rooms, Michael, I would imagine, like you said, this, this person came in there and left with a, a problem that was no longer a problem. Mm -hmm. So the energy of wanting to help and, and the interest in in making that connection is powerful, right? So um, what you're doing now and what you're creating is is very uh, on point. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things missing in a lot of the virtual that I, I think is what's 
wearing people out a bit is the lack of schmoozing. You know, if you want to talk to someone, you need to intentionally, okay, let's schedule a time and schedule a Zoom mm-hmm. call. And then, okay, at 3.30, we're getting on our Zoom call. It's going till 4 o'clock. And then if I want to talk to someone else, I have to get on another Zoom call. Whereas I think what made Conference 21 work so well is, is you could flow. So you'd come out of a talk. And, and the speakers with the platform, they can pull people on stage and bring them into the conversation. And then you go out and you say, oh, I want to talk to the person over there and schmooze over. I want to talk to the person over there and you schmooze. Right. It's, it's much more natural. It doesn't have that feeling. Because, I mean, I was sitting in front of my computer more or less from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I really expected that, you know, I was going to need a, a deep tissue massage and maybe some medical attention by the time that was over. And when it was over, I was like, I don't feel any any worse than I would after a normal conference, you know, because I, I don't feel like I just had to embrace the Zoom for 12 hours um, because it had that that more, that looser, more free-flowing quality to it. Yeah, well, I, So you don't and, even leave your home. It's in the your comfort feet, of your own home doing that. And, and your feet don't hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to wait in line to yeah. use the restroom or anything, right? Sandra and I have it's been true. to, I mean, I don't know, umpteen number of networking events, and it always yes. seems like, you know, they have the speaker and then, you know, you, you, you have to walk over to breakout rooms or whatever it is for the other networking pieces or all those. And you end up like in a day, you know, how I, I have a watch that tracks my steps and I was at one of these events and in one day I walked like 15,000 steps, be exhausting. you know what yep, I mean? Yep. Walking all over the place. And so, um, as much as I had fun, my feet were killing me at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I will admit during the conference, part of, I think part of why I felt is because when, when I'm watching uh, my camera's off. Um, so I would get up and I'd, you know, kind of pace behind my computer or um, I'd, I'd get some physical movement because you, you really shouldn't sit in a chair for 12 hours for any reason. Yeah, I, but I, I, if, I agree. if I got up and kind of paced around a bit, it's, it, it would work pretty well to keep the blood flowing. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a stand up desk here in my office. And so, uh, you know, when I want to sit down, it goes down. When I want to stand up, I lift it up. And uh, man, that thing comes in handy for that exact reason, because I do agree you know, for mm-hmm. those of you who are listening, do not sit down for 12 hours straight. No, we definitely need, need more movement. You're going to have a um, chiropractic bill like you don't believe. <laughs> yeah, I need to get one of those stand-up desks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. My, that's I got mine on book. Amazon. It was like 150 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to look into that. They have like crazy electric ones, too, if you want to get all expensive with it. But mine works just fine. It's got like hydraulics on it with a, it's a little switch you pull, and it goes up, and it can uh, go to different levels and... You know, I've even made sure that all the cords and stuff that I have that are running are all long enough that if I want to go all the way up, it doesn't mess anything up. Or, right on. You go all the way up, your monitor falls off. Yeah. Well, so that happened in the beginning. Funny story. <laughs> it pulled the power cord out from the monitor because it wasn't long oh. enough. So I had to get a little extension cord for it. Surprise. <laughs> so um, this book, you know, guy who knows a guy, I think uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very, uh, very good marketing on the name of the book. Uh, it's funny that you say that too because um, Sandra knows this like I'm the guy I'm the guy in the office where someone's like hey do you know somebody that does this or do you know somebody that does that so like I'm kind of the guy who knows the guy uh, around Voice America and uh, so that's (laughs) definitely connector yeah it's definitely interesting that you know you you're using that term because you know when you're a networker you know and ultimately you've been to many networking uh, 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 events and you're meeting all of these people you truly become a guy who knows a guy Mm -hmm. yeah and and the reason I picked the title is because it was fun. And, and I, I make very clear, because um, some people have, have asked about this, I make very clear in the introduction that it's not meant to be gendered. It's just the person who knows a person doesn't sound 
doesn't have the same uh, ring to it as the guy <laughs> no. who knows a guy. No. Um, so, you know, women are just as welcome to networking <laughs> as men. And honestly, I think they are often better at it than men are. Um, Cause I find women tend to build a lot of deeper, better relationships anyway. But yeah. And uh, I think, it, I think women really, really need networking, especially right now. I mean, I did an interview with a, uh, 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 an entrepreneurial coach. And one of the things that she was talking about was, you know, how bad the pandemic has been for female leadership, um, mm -hmm. you know, with loss of jobs and all those kind of things. So I think it's more important now that, um, you know, the female entrepreneur or the, the, the female who's looking to get into a new position or career or whatever, definitely should be networking right now and more than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And one thing I find, and, and, uh, and I'll get back to the book, so I want to go on a quick tangent. Um, you know, talking to a lot of, you know, I loved that conference 21. I got together 30 people, all of whom were smarter than me. It was amazing. Um, so I, I got this great team to work with. And what I found is that when you get to that level of business leaders, coaches, experts, whatnot, they, 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 they work with men, women, black, white, tall, short, whatever. And you have to in business. If you are discriminating against someone because they're a woman or because they're black or whatever, you are you are losing half the opportunity of the population. You're cutting off business opportunities. You're cutting off networking opportunities. And successful people realize that. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's one of the the very exciting things in our our modern culture is that this business has finally realized that that opportunity come from anywhere and ideas can come from anywhere. And we're not perfect. There's still a lot you know a lot of improvement necessary mm -hmm. in different ways, but. But I think where, where the rubber hits the road, you're seeing um, a lot of kind of uh, egalitarian thinking. Yeah, I think com uh, but, co companies are making a shift dramatically be to having, you know, um, a more encompassed workforce because mm -hmm. uh, a more diverse workforce. I mean, if you look at if you look at America in general, right, I mean, it's a very diverse nation. There's people of all different decrees out there. And if your company doesn't rec reflect, you know, um, your your country's population, your local population, if it doesn't reflect, um, you know, even even what your customer base or your potential customer base is, then it really uh, you really are coming in short short sighted and not getting um, all the points of view. Because I think that's one of the very important things about a diverse workforce is, you know. Um, you know, which is why, you know, I like, I love working at Voice America, our management meetings, you know, there's guys, there's girls, there's, <laughs> there's black people, there's white people, like, you know, it's very diverse and everybody has a different kind of point of view on, you know, um, things that we talk about and in, in our business and where we want to go with the trajectory of the business. And I, and I think if it wasn't as diverse as it was that we wouldn't have um, as many great ideas. Um, and, and then also the idea of uh, what's called bottom up management, right? You know, a lot of mm -hmm. time it's been it's it's you know it's top down the ceo's telling everybody what to do we're all marching orders versus you know asking the people who are at the lower levels in business you know what um you know what are their thoughts um on how things are operating you know those people who are answering the phones for customer service and you know they're in the so quote unquote trenches every day um you know having uh executive management listen to those folks i think is also really important and coupled with the diverse workforce uh, you know, for me, that's like two keys to a successful business. And we did get off on a tangent and that's okay. Yeah. We're, we're allowed to yeah, do well, that on finding your frequency. Yeah. We can tangent. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually it reminds me of one of the things that, that I think made Converse 21 work so well is that I didn't come in as, as uh, the, the, the big expert, like I know how to run this conference and I'm just going to do it and your speakers and get in your place and do what I tell you. Uh, I, I put it together as best I could. And then 
I brought in these amazing speakers. You know, they're all like coaches and experts and marketing uh, gurus and, you know, great people. And I said, here's what I'm doing. What do you guys think? And so then I would have these really smart people like, well, I, I think we should probably add this component or did you do that or don't forget to do this. And, and you know, it went so well because I didn't go in saying I am the expert. I mean, I've been running events of different kinds since 1996, but this is something new and I know my own failings and forgetfulness. So it was great to have, you know, be able to have that humility and then also not to not to have to say, I'm going to make a perfect conference. And then when anything failed, say, oh, that's on me. Oh boy, I hope someone notices. It's that it's, we built a team. We built it together. Um, and that, what's been amazing is it's built more than just a conference, but a community, uh, which, you know, any, any good company, um, now this is a company because they don't work for me, but it's, you know, any good organization should be a community of people who are all aligned with the mission saying, I want this to succeed. I want to make something greater than myself with this by all of us working together. And that's, um, yeah, that, that's what I found there. And it sounds like you really have that at Voice America too, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's been an amazing ride. I've been here for 17 years. Um, I came from an, an AM FM traditional, uh, you know, background also doing, uh, events from a technical level as a stagehand and audio technician, as well as video and lighting and grip and gaff and all that fun stuff. Um, and then moving into the space of new media back in 2004, it was kind of, it was weird because, you know, here we are doing uh, live internet talk radio and posting content as what we used to call on demand, uh, MP3s or on demand audio. Um, and you know, the term podcast, the iPhone, uh, you know, the, 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 the pod devices, none of those really existed at that time. And so, uh, it was interesting to kind of, you know, grow with the industry and kind of grow into the industry, but also being a pioneer in the space. It's been great. And, you know, seeing what other people are doing and then working with great people like Sandra and the rest of the team that we have here at Voice America, um, you know, it really bodes well for a great environment of uh, fostering of great ideas where, you know, it's really open. It's not like, you know, it's not like anybody in the company can't pick up the phone and call the CEO. Right. Mm -hmm. If they want to have a conversation and, you know, he has an open door policy. Um, and and I, I really I really respect him for that because uh, I can call him anytime. As long as he's not busy, he'll answer the phone and talk to me. I can vent and I can, you know, ask questions and, you know, throw stuff at the wall and see if he likes it. And, you know, all, all of those things and which I think has been great. And I think that's a part of, you know, a lot of a lot of businesses just like, you know, having that collaboration and being able to work together uh, rather than somebody just giving you marching orders, you know. Yeah, that's definitely a, a great thing. Um, I was but, in the uh, military. I don't need any more marching orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I want to pause the show for just a second because I want to talk about this really cool app called Stereo. I've been using it for a little while now, and man, it's pretty cool. It's a live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. The app allows podcast creators to build an intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging them in direct conversations. Listeners can literally record a question, send it in while we're doing the live directly to us, and we can answer those questions and engage in real time. It's really cool. I've been using the app for a couple of weeks now. I've done a couple of variants on it with some random people, and I've met people. I've already got some followers. So it is a really cool application, and there's so much diverse content on there. You'll always find something to listen to. Finding Your Frequency is excited to offer our listeners a new way to interact. Join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for a live show on the Stereo app. You can download the free Stereo app and select Finding Your Frequency 
We're verified right there on stereo so you can connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on stereo at the end of today's episode. Go to www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Again, www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, make sure you start following me. You'll start to check it out. And again, we got the shows that we're going to be doing every Friday at 2 o'clock Pacific time on the Stereo app. But so about that book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as a, as a, a guest author, my, I'm supposed to try to veer the conversation towards my book, not away from it, I think. So <laughs> I think I made a PR faux pas right there. Um, but yes, so, so I wrote a book called The Guy Knows a Guy. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it, so one of the, the key things, and the reason I called it The Guy Knows a Guy is, is it's just a fun name. Um, but, but yeah, the, the key to being the guy who knows a guy and, and Ryan, you might realize this is he's kind of adopt that attitude. Um, if you just, if you just say, I'm the guy who knows a guy, if you need anything, you need introduction, let me know. Uh, and it's amazing how small a network you can have and still be able to help people and serve them, make those connections. Because once someone says, Hey, I'm looking for someone to redo my roof. Well, now you've got a reason to talk to every roofer in town. Mm-hmm. And you can suddenly build your roofing network by calling a bunch of roofers and say, hey, I've got a friend. I've got a, a business contact, an acquaintance, whatever. They're looking for that. Um, I'd like to do a one-to-one with you, learn about your business, share mine, and also see if you might be the person I want to refer. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you it's like a muscle. You build it by using it. And that's kind of uh, one of the key things that I talk about in the book is, if you have that giver's gain mentality, if you have that, you know, my network exists to help you and make you better and make the world better, um, not my network exists to for me to take from, then, then you know, you can build a network and people mm-hmm. appreciate being part of a network where you can uh, help them. And the, the best thing is once you have a network, then you have it for yourself. So when I bought my house uh, back in the fall, I knew my realtor, I knew my mortgage guy, I knew my insurance guy, I knew the home inspector. Uh, you know, we, we weren't dealing with strangers. We had relationships with everyone we were doing business with, which yeah. made a normally stressful process still stressful, but somewhat less so because we knew we could trust the people we were working with. Yeah, and I think that's an important factor when uh, dealing with any any human being, and whether it be in business or just regular life, is having the ability to trust that person and have a relationship with them. You know, and then on the networking side too, you know, there's all these other opportunities when you're the guy who knows a guy, because, um, you know, I, I tend to do this quite often. Um, you know, I have several relationships with people who own businesses and they've always told me, you know, Hey Ryan, if you bring me some business, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give you some, you know, a finder's fee, uh, whatever. And so mm-hmm. if you're the guy who knows a guy and you can constantly connect people with other people and you have those relationships and, you know, you have something, you know, you have a deal with them where they're going to, you know, give you 50 bucks or something. If you bring them a new customer, you know, um, okay, well, if I do that 200 times, a uh, uh, 200 times a month, you know, I could cut, I, could, I might even be able to make a living. <laughs> there are people who make livings that way. There are, there are. Yep. I meet, I meet people like that all the time, uh, in our space, obviously with, uh, you know, uh, running a, a radio network of, uh, you know, over 900 shows on the network and, uh, 300 active, uh, you know, hours of radio being created on a weekly basis. You know, we're, I'm meeting new people every day. Funny story, right? I was, uh, I was looking through some information last year. We were going to do, uh, we do, we do a featured guests on our website every week. 
Uh, and so I'm going through this list of all the latest guests that had come through. And I see this guest, his name was Julian Treasure. And I'm like, that's really weird. I don't really come across people uh, with the same last name as me, you know. And then I call the host of the show because I didn't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes or anything. And I'm like, hey, can you uh, tell your guest I'd like to speak with him? Anyways, comes to find out he's like my long lost distant relative from Wales. <laughs> and um, like, you know, my family's all into genealogy and so is his family. And so we had, we linked up our ancestry.com and it filled in like a hundred and something years of data that I didn't have. Um, wow. and, and it all happened just because, you know, being here at the network with the, with the radio station. And I, you know, I found like a, a relative, which was like mind boggling. <laughs> well, and all I guess gets out of that, that networking attitude, the, the, you know, you're the guy who knows a guy or you're, you're a guy who knows a guy because you decide to be, you know, you're paying attention to that. And you're, you're saying, you know, where can I find connections? Where can I put people together? Everyone I meet, my, my, the thought in my mind is always, who can I introduce this person to? Yeah. How can I use my network? And and it's the easiest way in the world to make people's lives better. Uh, I, was, I was talking to, um, I, so a, a friend of mine, um, Daniel Greenwolf, he is a fantastic magician, entertainer, performer, and he's a professional magician. So he's an entrepreneur. He runs a business and he's learned all about all kinds of things that he needed to do to run the business and to run the Renaissance Ferry runs. And he spoke at Conference 21 and his talk was kind of getting into the entrepreneurial space. But he's never really done much with business speaking and and that sort of thing. And I'm watching him like this guy would make a great business speaker because you know businesses are always bringing in some sort of motivational speaker or whatever. And so often it's the same, you know, synergize the paradigm shift kind of <laughs> corporate speaker. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and you know Daniel brings in something different because he comes at it from magician entertainer. Uh, you know, satisfying the audience and that's, you know, a lot of different things that really still tie back into standard corporate things. Um, and so I talked, I said, you know, have you, have you looked into that? He's like, I don't, I don't really know, you know, what, what that would take. And I said, well, let me introduce you to some of the other speakers at conference 21 because, you know, they're in that space, but they're not magicians. Uh, so it'd be <laughs> great for them to know you because you can bring a different, you know, he can bring a different perspective to it. He can. Um, and of course, He's been learning how to entertain and hold an audience's yeah. attention for for decades. So uh, it's just a matter of slightly tweaking the message he's given, uh, and then working with you know put him in a business environment, and and suddenly people are going to be like, all right, yeah, bring that guy back. Yeah, for forget about the the paradigm. Yeah, shifter, especially synergy, especially he's minder. like the 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 business speaker who does a little magic on stage to get everybody's attention in the beginning, so they'll listen yep. to what he has to say. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I want to I want to listen to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Daniel Greenwolf. You can find him on Google. <laughs> He's got a podcast too. Nice, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, uh, you do a podcast too. What is what's your podcast called? I do. Actually, have a, I have a couple. So I have the Guy Knows a Guy podcast, um, which uh, I, I I actually might be transitioning to do more um, live casting through through Facebook and whatnot. Um, the the main podcast that's getting traction actually is my daily motivational podcast called Morning Motivation. Um, which is at uh, motivation.guyonosaguy.com. And what I do with that one is it's a two to five minute motivational message every morning. So I find some music. Uh, there's this great site called filmmusic.io where I can get uh, royalty free music as long as I give them attribution. Um, so I find some good upbeat music, you know, something of a fast tempo that fits the, the mood of what I'm saying. And then just get the quick hit because I was looking around 
and I could not find something that was just one boost of motivation for the morning. They're all mm-hmm. interviews and stories and and I'm like, I don't want a story. I don't want an interview. I don't want uh, a speech from 50 years ago set to music. I want just like two or three minutes for me right now. And I couldn't find it. So I made it. And um, I found it's gotten a, a good response. People really engaged. And, and, you know, you never really know if people are really listening. Um, and at one point I didn't post one for three days because some things came up. And I got a couple messages. People saying, hey, what happened to your podcast? Where's the motivation? I need that. So that's how I knew I needed to, to keep doing it. But that's. That's the main one I'm doing. And then, um, so there's the Guy Knows a Guy podcast where I interview, um, most recently it's been all Conference 21 speakers because I realize I have this this uh, group of really interesting people and as interviewing them one by one on the podcast. And then I realized, well, what if I put them together? Mm-hmm. And so through StreamYard on Facebook and YouTube, I started doing a live um, interview every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which I think would be, uh, uh, what, noon? Noon Arizona time, if not mistaken. Uh, right, um, right now, until the rest of the country changes time zones in March here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can do your own math. Use Google. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, But so I'll have three of the speakers from the conference on there. And originally, the thought was, you know, maybe I'll line them up. They'll get three of the marketing speakers or three of the mindset speakers. But I said, why don't I just get three random speakers, put them together and see what happens. And it's been really interesting because you'll get, you know, this mix of, you know, maybe a marketing guy and then someone talking about wellness and someone talking about uh, book writing. And so they have all these different perspectives. Each one brings a topic that they're going to introduce. They talk about it for a few minutes. And then we talk for 10, 12, 15 minutes, kind of panel style. Um, Everyone's sharing their own perspectives on that topic. And it's been really interesting uh, leading those, those panels because, uh, again, I get to work with people who are smarter and more accomplished than I am and just kind of bring that knowledge out and share it with people. And it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and folks can find that if you search for the Conference 21, no space, uh, Facebook group. Um, that's probably the easiest place to uh, to find that. But every uh, every Friday and very soon, we're going to be doing it on Tuesday evenings as well at, uh, at I believe it's 8 p.m. Because uh, some of our speakers actually couldn't make the midday one and some of our viewers can't watch it live midday either. So we'll be doing two a week with that one. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. So that's the the Facebook group that you're streaming to. Yeah, you know what? I've been playing with Restream.io and StreamYard mm-hmm. and all of those things. And uh, I have a couple of shows that I produce here on the network where we're doing uh, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube simultaneously while we're doing a live show on the Voice America Business Channel. So it's a live internet talk radio television show simulcast. Oh, nice. Uh, so yep. those are yeah, the, that, that's really where it's going. Yep, yep. Yeah, we've been definitely embracing that. And, you know, uh, on-demand video is a big component of uh, what we're going to be providing with the new variant of our website we're working on building now. So that way our hosts who have radio shows and audio content can also have a, a place to house their video content uh, and all have it in, in one destination. Yeah, that's well, and it's great to have it in those multiple formats. So I'm, I'm going to be taking the audio from the, the live streams and then uh, I, I would probably just have that take over my guy and as a guy stream right. uh, or feed because, you know, live is great if you want to watch it live or video is great, but it's not so good for driving. Uh, and <laughs> I listen to most of my podcasts in the car. No, so I, I, that, says, oh, I've got a video podcast. I'm like, cool. Where's the audio of it? 
Yeah, you know, I was uh, uh, I was a presenter uh, in the advanced advertising pavilion a couple of years ago for the National Association of Broadcasters show that's in, in in Las Vegas, and you know, somebody from the audience asked me a question about you know the whole idea of video killed the radio star, and you know what's going to happen with live video streaming versus audio. And I said, listen, audio is not going anywhere. And they said, why? I said, audio is the most portable media format on the planet. It is the mm-hmm. only thing that someone can do while multitasking. Like, you know, you can't watch YouTube videos while you're cleaning your house. You can't watch YouTube videos while you're driving your car. You can't watch YouTube videos while, you know, you're you're at, uh, you know, uh, little little Sarah's basketball practice. You know, uh, although, I mean, you could, but it might be a little rude if your kid sees you staring at your phone. Um, yep. But you can have an earbud in your ear and you could be listening to the podcast or listening to the audio content content still engaging in what's happening and going on around you um and so yeah that was something that i had said during nab and um it was kind of cool because uh you know the other panel members totally agreed with me and i'm sitting up here on a panel with like the senior vice president of libsyn um the owner and creator of blueberry um you know another person who is the vice president of advertising for warner brothers uh, and we were all on this panel together and uh i felt like the low guy on the totem pole but um, <laughs> uh, but everybody you know gave me kudos for that comment and i still i still wholeheartedly believe that today you know that you know audio is the most portable you know medium that there is available um it has the smallest footprint as far as data is concerned um it's the easiest to stream live it's the easiest to deliver on demand uh, it's the easiest to store and again it's the only thing you can do while multitasking so and plus i'm an audio nerd so of course i'm going to say that yeah well also <laughs> video video takes so much more to make look good yeah. like you can you can make audio if you have a decent microphone and and some clips to put together and a little bit of knowledge, you can make a pretty decent sounding podcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas you need a, the, the barrier to entry on video is much higher to look remotely professional. Yeah. Lighting, lighting, lighting. And you guys that are out there that are doing live streams and you're sitting in front uh, of your, of your window and you're all whitewashed out, turn around the other way and let the window light you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I love my, the, the office in my, my new house. Cause it's got four windows in it. So as long as it's somewhat bright, then I look I look good and well lit. Yeah, I bought one of those ring lights uh, that I have that that sits up on the top of my monitor. Uh, both of the studios here at the, at the Phoenix Studio facility and then my my home studio, <laughs> just for that purpose because lighting is really important. Yeah, definitely. But but I and I for me, yeah, with, with audio, it's it's easier to listen to because with video, you need to commit to I'm going to sit here for 30 minutes and you know, I'll, I'll sit, I'll sit there for 45 minutes to watch a Babylon five episode because yeah. <laughs> it's Babylon me, five. Me too. <laughs> but, but, but for someone to be like, Oh yeah, watch my video interview. Um, which may, you know, if it's live, that's different. Cause then I might be commenting and engaging and mm-hmm. something like that. But, but it's, I need some attachment to it to want to commit, uh, you know, commit the attention it takes to watch live video. And of course I say this as I'm getting started with uh, two live video casts, but yeah, but you're but doing with, that because you got to go where your audience is. Right. I mean, that's right, just yeah. business. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, that's where they can engage. You know, we get the comments. Well, it's, it's yeah, live audio is a bit more difficult because again, people do audio while they're doing something else. So they're not going to send a message in or, um, and just the technology is not, not quite like F- Facebook delivers the live video. So the infrastructure is all built there for you. Right. 
Um, whereas the live audio, there's not as many platforms that that you can send live audio to where it's readily apparent how you engage with it. Yeah, that's why I was talking about in the beginning, the Stereo.com app. Um, I'm on there, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan One. Go to my link and sign up. Make sure I get credit because I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win a, a, a prize. Um, they have a contest going on over there. Uh, but the cool thing about that is I can go live in an audio perspective. I can set my own topics. Um, I can choose a guest if I want to to co-host, or I, it'll just match me up with a random person. Um, and then, you know, people can actually record three minute little snippets that we play so they can engage and ask questions while you're doing the live show. Um, and it's, it's really been fun because I've gotten listeners from finding your frequency who listen to the program on Friday when it aired at noon or listen to the podcast directly after, and then came and listened to our, our finding your frequency after party, you know, and was like, Hey man, that guest was really cool. I really, you know, and then asked some questions about, you know, the topic and, and, and engaged in that manner. Uh, and so that was really really fun to be able to, to do that and so that's why i've been you know leveraging the stereo.com forward slash radio ryan one app uh for the last several months um because i find it a great way to be engaging in that manner but just using audio yeah no that, that, that's really cool i was not aware of that i learned something coming on the show look at that see so you should go sign up under my name and then follow me and then you and i can do stereo lives and we can talk about stuff that matters rather than the some of the stuff on stereo that's polluted with a bunch of garbage <laughs> <laughs> we're taking it back all yeah. right well i i get yeah, it, it's tough to convince me to get onto a platform where i can speak to an audience but i suppose <laughs> yes, if you're gonna twist my arm <laughs> I do enjoy being in front of an audience. Um, yeah, you know, I, I do too. Uh, I've I've had this problem since I was a little kid. I can't stop talking. Um, <laughs> and so then, you know, we just had to decide, you know, here here at the studio, they're like, how do we get Ryan where he can keep talking, but it, it, it does something more than him just talking about stuff. So uh, Jeff wrote a book called Finding Your Frequency, How to Broadcast Yourself and Your Message. And so that's how the show was born back in 2016. And um funny that you know we did 26 episodes there was 13 episode 13 chapters in the book so we did two episodes per chapter and then when we got done i was like jeff we you either need to write a second book or uh we need to figure out a new strategy for the radio show <laughs> and so that's when we came up with the idea of you know how did you find your frequency in life and in business and you know what are what are people doing and stuff and things like that so yeah. uh which led me to, to to where we're talking to you today you know um Question for you, uh, Michael. What are you guys doing next? I mean, I know you you got your your conference that you just you, that you just did. You got your book that's coming out. Um, what what is next on the horizon for the guy who knows a guy and Conference Twenty One? Yeah, well, so the book's actually been out for a while, um, and you can get it. You can find it at book.guyknowsaguy.com. But uh, so Conference Twenty One is going to get bigger and better. So the the next iteration. Um, so it originally started as as a as a almost a joke. Uh, I was. I was talking to someone like, you know, it'd be great, like a conference. This is back in 2020 when we thought 2021 would solve everything. And so what about a, a t conference in 2021 <laughs> that celebrated not being 2020? We call it like conference 21. It'd be $21. The date would be February 20th and 21st, 2021, 21 speakers. And, and uh, person I was, was like, yeah, that actually sounds really cool. And I put out the call for speakers and got 28 speakers. And I realized that this might be bigger than some goofy thing I just dreamed up. Um, so, but it really kind of grew organically. And what we discovered was it really is all about the community. Um, it's about creating a community space. So we've got the conference, which, which 
the conference itself runs every three months as kind of the the main event, the the championship round. Uh, so the next one of those is going to be May twenty first to twenty third, and then we do the round tables twice a week, um, you know, on Friday and, and Tuesday. Uh, we also do it. There's a, a networking event twice a month. Um, so working on the exact dates of those as we we get gear up to the May one. But um, so the networking events are are twice a month. So one is going to be midday and one is in the evening because different people have different schedules or some people might want to go to both of them. Uh, and so it's really about building an ongoing community and of course a Facebook um, group as well. So it's about building that ongoing community. But the, the next big thing we're doing is partnering with organizations that uh, have also have a community and maybe would like to have a conference, but don't want to run a conference. Right. There's right. a lot that goes in. And, and some degree, you know, I, I look at it as like, well, it's not that hard. You just need to put this and this and this together. But that's because I've been running events for 20 years and, some of this stuff is, you know, instinctive as breathing. If you've never run an event before, there's a whole lot that goes into it. But I can partner with these organizations. Uh, and so let's say you've got a, a, a wellness networking group. And they'd love to have a conference, but they don't know how to deal with it and the technology and everything. And they've got, you know, a few hundred members or a thousand members. Well, they find me, some speakers. You know, it, there's, there's eight, eight speaking times throughout the weekend. So eight speakers would be a full track. Um, but they could bring in more. It could be 16 speakers. They could have two choices, whatever. And so they find me the speakers. They promote it to their audience or to their, their members, their community. And they come in because of the way the platform works, people could come in and be like, I'm just going to, to the Wellness Network's uh, presentations. And then I'm going to sit at the Wellness, Net, Wellness Network's networking tables, and I'm going to pretend I'm just at a purely Wellness Network event. Uh, or they could mingle around and say, okay, what else is here? Oh, I see an event. I see a, a mindset speaker. Oh, I see this guy's a scientist. Oh, I see this a technology person. I see a, a marketing person. And so the communities get to mix and mingle together, uh, but also maintain their identity within their tracks and their content. And so I'm, I'm build, you know, reaching out to more of those community leaders, those organizations to partner with. Um, and through that, the idea is to grow the community so we get this growing community of speakers, the people who are actually the experts on stage get to know each other and make connections, but then also making it more accessible that the attendees get to connect with. So it's not like the speakers are there on, on you know, Mount Expert uh, speaking down to the, the masses. It really is um, something where as you go there, you get to actually talk to these people who are on stage. And we, we mainly focus on accessible experts. So... You know, we're not getting Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk and, and those kinds of folks. They are awesome. I love them. But they, they wouldn't be this event because they're not someone that you can, you can set up a Zoom call with later. They're right. certainly not someone that, you could, that most people can afford to hire. So the people that we work with, they know their stuff. They are very accomplished. They are very competent. Uh, but they are in a, a price range, in a, a level of fame where you can go on their website and book a follow-up call. You can, if they're a match, if they if they provide a service or provide something that you need, you could hire them. You could work with them. They could be your coach. You could join their their course, whatever it is. Do you allow your speakers um, to sell from the stage? Uh, yes and no. Um, so the the their talk is should never be a sales pitch, uh, and it made very clear to them that their talk should provide value in and of itself, whether or not they follow up. But once they have provided the value, if they would like to offer a special special program, a special uh, course, something that could create an ongoing relationship, um, 
then they're certainly welcome to because that's 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 what they're that's why they speak but so so it's and done well nobody minds um done well the, that's the that's yeah, the important part done yeah, well. yeah so you know done well the attendee is going to listen to that and be like at, at minute 50 when they've the talks over and now they're getting to here's what they have to offer you they're like yes yes what's what's next what's next how do <laughs> right, i sign up right. for this um yeah and and from the feedback we got in February, I think it was, I think they all did it pretty well. Uh, and, and some of the speakers, they weren't even really focused on, on selling. They just wanted to share their message and teach and, and, and help. And, and there's just a gradient, you know, some of the speakers are, they, they, they do the speaking circuit and they know exactly what they're doing. They got timed out and right at, right at the right time. They've gotten everyone fired up and then they make their offer. And others of the speakers are like, I've got a story to share and I'm just here to share it and, and if you guys want to follow me on Facebook, you can. If not, whatever, that's fine. I'm just here to share. Um, and but but they all, you know, that they all found their niche. And and it's also interesting because, you know, some of the speakers would be on and and there's four speakers at a time, and sometimes they you know half the half the attendance is in one room listening to one speaker, but then I went to another one where there's three or four people and they're having this incredible conversation because they brought them all up on stage. They can all see each other. Um, and by all up on stage, I mean, you know, virtual stage, but, but they're having more of a back and forth kind of conversation and, and more engaging and connecting. And, um, and so it's a smaller room, but everyone's happy with it because they're getting to, you know, real authentic connections. And then the bigger room, you've got the person who's just kind of presenting and, and holding attention and, and teaching something. So it's a little, little something for everyone, uh, and all kinds of different, um, different speakers, different topics, different ways of engaging. Well, that's awesome, man, Michael. I appreciate you being on the show today and sharing with us all of your, you know, wealth of knowledge and networking and some of the, you know, business stuff that we talked about. Uh, I want to encourage all of our listeners to make sure um, that they go check out uh, guywhoknowsaguy.com so they can check out all the different stuff that you have on the site. You have uh, your podcast appearances. Uh, they can contact you, find out about your coaching, uh, all of those different things. And then, of course, uh, you are on social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter, correct? Yes. So Absolutely. Wh- wh- people, um, people find you on Facebook also, I would imagine, the guy, the guy who knows a guy as well yep, as yep. Twitter. Facebook.com uh, slash the guy who knows a guy and Facebook.com slash conference 21. All right, and then your your Twitter is uh, uh, Michael the House. It is Michael the House. Not very active on it, but I can be reached there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Finding a Frequency today. I appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Michael Whitehouse, guy who knows a guy. If you need a guy, he knows a guy. If you need a roofer, he knows a guy. If you need to know a magician, he knows a guy. Uh, so make sure you reach out to him through the website if uh, you need to connect. And, of course, all those uh, networking opportunities that are available there, go check that out. Uh, you guys are listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, please make sure you go check us out, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. We do an after party later today uh, on some subjects of networking in 2021, which haven't changed since 2020. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we'll get a little bit better, though. Thank you guys all for tuning in. I'm Ryan Treasure. A big shout out to Sandra, our co-host, who was on earlier in the program. Thank her for being on as well. You guys have a wonderful Friday and make sure that you make it a great weekend. Tune in next week on Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? So glad you tuned into the show today. What a great show it is. Like I said earlier in the show, at the end, I was going to give you some more information on 
our live stereo session on the stereo app. Stereo app users can engage with the platform to listen in, seek out topics, and join conversations about issues and ideas that interest them. There is no lack of content on that application. You can flip through many conversations, ask questions, join ones, make your own, wide-ranging topics on stereo. Comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, business, technology. The app can be downloaded for free by Apple and Android users. Once users download the app, they'll be able to create an avatar and a profile. (laughs) I had so much fun making my avatar. It was super cool. Users can submit the audio messages to hosts of conversations to join those conversations in real time. Finding Your Frequency will have a live audience interactive episode on Stereo. We're going to be doing this every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Stereo app. Again, Finding Your Frequency is going to be having a live audience interactive episode every week, Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to do question and answers. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about how people found their frequency in life and in business and why they decided to do what they do and take questions from people that are listening to the show and allow you guys to engage with us. And I really hope to see you on Stereo. Again, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1 live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So again, come to Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, follow me and make sure you guys tune into the show. Thanks for listening.